What's up, world? How we doing? How we living? Undeniable perception, episode 96. Brother from the same mother. Damn, 96 already, man. We're getting close to that triple digit. We're almost hitting that 100, yeah. 96, bro. Yeah, so we've been doing this 96 weeks straight with the exception of we missed one week fully. And then another time you've done it solo and I've done it solo. But only one time we skipped a week, right? That was for that wedding week. Yeah, one time. Yeah, mm-hmm. where I, so I did it, but it just didn't, it, didn't, it cut off and I wasn't able to record it fully. So 96, bro, you're 19 years old, fresh out of Don Lugo. No, you're tripping, dude. I was, I was 16. 17. 96? 96. I was 16. Oh, yeah, you're, you're my bad. I think he's 77. That's Chris. Nah, yeah, that's Chris. So you 17? So I could answer like I'm Chris. Senior in high me. school? 17 senior in high school? The following year, 97. So you're a junior in high school. So talk to me. What's going on in life for you, bro? Damn, what is going on at that time? I got to work on uh, getting better at or pretending to remember exactly. So I stick with that. See, where was I in 96? So 96, man, I was a junior. Then I became... Were you yeah, still, I was a, were you still I was, a virgin? Yeah. Oh, wow. Junior in high school, man, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, because I uh, I was heavily, like, guilt-stricken at the time. Forced guilt-stricken. Oh, wow. Okay. So I just didn't want to... I thought everything was a sin. So I couldn't Damn. imagine just like... You were oh. really fucked up then, bro. Yeah, man. Hearing I was, that. Yeah, because... And it was... And it was wild because it was more in ways. Because when I was 14, I was full on. Like, I was going really quick with girls. No sex yet, but I was getting close. So I knew it was going to be in no time. But then, by the time I get to my junior year, I was like, no. Can't do any of that. Wow. I was all gill. I was all... I'm very... I was very uh, loner-ish, right? Uh, even though I had some friends here and there, but... Yeah, man, that's what I regret. The initial thought, I don't remember it being a fun time. Okay. But I'm sure it was fine, but I just don't... Yeah, man. So yeah. Let, me, let me ask you a better question. Um, yeah. Do you know where you were at September 13th, 1996? Of course not. I wouldn't know. That's the day Tupac was pronounced dead. Yeah, I wouldn't... I mean, I know it, I know it happened, I'm sure, but I wouldn't remember where I was. No? No. Dang, Okay. It's like a blur, man. Certain things like that. High school, man. I'm thinking about, man. I'm fucking... It's almost 30 years ago. I don't remember, man. Mm. 96. Man, okay. So from what I remember in 96, I was probably six years old, going on seven. So it was that first grade. Yeah, it works, yeah. Second grade, bro. Yeah. So my first memories of 96, bro, was when I first remember sports. That was my first introduction that year. Okay. And what I vividly remember was the Bulls beating the Sonics. Okay. That was my first um, introduction to sports, bro. 1996. That I remember. That was a good year. That was the first of the second three-peats. Yes. Yeah, it was. The first of the second three-peats, dude. Um, so I... Uh, you do well at remembering? If I, if I, how about you? What how were you at 16? Do you remember where you were mentally at 16? What was going on at your time then? At 16? Yeah, I remember where I was at mentally, bro. I was just trying to like talk to a lot of girls, go to a lot of parties. I was a what? So I was a junior in high school. And yeah, that's when me and my boys were just like trying to hit up every party. Like we had like, 
our own little crew. Like we weren't like a tagging crew and we weren't like a gang, but it was just like the homies. And we were called PSB. So it was cool because right. all the tagging crews knew us. So it's like when we would be at parties, they'd be like, oh, PSB's here. So, right. like, so just trying to build up our reputation, thinking we're the cool kids. And you guys were rapping at that time already too, right? Yeah, G- Gimmick and I were, were the first rappers in our in our crew. Because he did all the beats. Very talented cat, yeah. The uh, So yesterday, man, uh, I, I think it was close to like three hours. I uh, listened to the entire interview because Howard Stern had Bruce Springsteen on. Oh God! And man, it was a, it was incredible, man. He well, he went on Monday, mm-hmm. so I always get all these emails from Sirius. Oh, sign up for three months free, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So I was, oh, I might as well do it. I really wanted to hear this interview, right? Because you know Bruce Springs is my boy, the man, the greatest. So I uh, so I signed up for three months free. So I uh, mm-hmm. I listened, to, but I, I was so busy on Monday, I couldn't get to. So I was like, I wanted to be uninterrupted. So yesterday, Tuesday, I just. Listen to the whole thing, man. Mm-hmm. How incredible, man! But I want to just touch on a few things so it doesn't get all boring for others or you. There's um. So he sat there. He was very generous with his time, and this is one thing I can never get. I can't. I never cease to be amazed how generous he is. Mm-hmm. And even like big stars like Robert Sterling saying, "Dude, he's so generous with his time. He was so kind. He said you guys could use whatever. What songs do you want me to play?" Right, so he, he's like, most artists that I get, they never do that. They tell you what they're going to do. He called me the week before, saying, like, hey, what do you want me to play? What do you want me to do? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Especially because there's history, because Howard Stern used to talk shit about him. Mm-hmm. A long time ago. Blackface Howard Stern? So, like, um, <laughs> I'm not sure there is, but, like, he, uh, <laughs> he uh, Howard Stern was, like, uh, oh, that's right, because the Kanye thing, I see what you're saying. Because of the gay thing. So, like, he used to talk a lot of shit about, about Bruce Springsteen. I remember when he was in radio, because I remember one time Bruce Springsteen, because I remember back this, I actually remember this, was um, when our, when Bruce Springsteen wrote a song, 41 Shots. Mm-hmm. It was about this young black kid who got killed by cops and got shot 41 times. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't have a weapon, but he, got, he wrote a, like a protest song. And the song wasn't about like, all oh, the cops are bad or anything like that. It was just taking it from a human element, right? Like, 41 shots, like, you know, people dying, you die in your American skin. And I remember at that time, Howard Stern was like, man, the cops should protest against them and they shouldn't mm-hmm. be, you know, bodyguard. They shouldn't uh, be doing security at his concerts. And I think that's why I thought, oh, maybe he had never gone. But, you know, times have passed. So Bruce Springsteen called them out on it a little bit because I'm sure they talked privately about it. But yeah. while they were doing the interview, because it was the first time Howard Stern actually goes into his studio because he's afraid of COVID. Mm-hmm. so it's actually the first time he goes over two years into his studio because Bruce Springs is like hey I'll do it but yeah. I want you there because it'll be intimate and yeah. it's just them too so he actually went just for the interview right so he uh, he asked him to play a song called um, Tougher Than The Rest and Howard Shaw wants to get into like the, the how does the artist work where do you get your ideas from Right, and the talking the rest is about, and he all usually sings it with his wife, Patty, right? So Bruce Springsteen's like, yeah, 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 you know, it sounds better when I when my wife's Patty's here, but you know, like, she's an Italian woman and she has a good memory, so you'd have to be a sweet talker to get her over here. So he was alluding to it, and I was mm-hmm. like, dude, I'm so sorry, I have to apologize. He's like, no, 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 I went under the bridge, right? 
But anyways, I should have let it get a little preface to that. So, he talked about some of his songs, right? And one song that he was, that he sang, it was just this beautiful, beautiful rendition of it. It's called The Rising. And I remember when he released this album, it was kind of, it was almost like a call after 9-11, right? And he asked him, well, how did you come up with the song? And he said, well... I was, he was like at some country club, right? And you could see the Twin Towers from where he was at in New Jersey. And he said that he saw the towers get hit. You know, like he saw when the towers were going down. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what he but he saw it. It was 9-11 and he saw what happened, right? And he said, just like everybody else, he was shocked. So he was driving home and he said someone saw him. And the car and they, someone yelled at him, hey, we need you, Bruce, right? And he's like, in his head, he's just thinking, well, what am I going to do? You know, what can I mm-hmm. do, right? And he said he was fiddling around with the guitar a little bit. And then the song The Rising came out of him. And if you don't know the song, man, it's he described it and he said, it's a prayer. The song is a prayer. So he said, because at that time, all he was doing was like praying because he had no answers for anything, right? Mm-hmm. So what I got out of all that, man, was to be such a human being, to, or to have humility, and to have and to be present at the same time and also to be such a master at your craft to you're not trying to have some answer you're not forcing like oh I want to write a song about this and how do we know it was just like all I could do was pray at the time because I had no answers and then he made the song a prayer mm-hmm. right and it's just and it's like this amazing fucking song if you were to hear it but he that's what gets me like that that idea of being present and knowing yourself so well that you're just acknowledging, well, I don't have answers. Mm-hmm. All I'm doing right now is praying, and the song became a prayer. And I just, I had never thought about it that way, man. You kind of, t- breaking it down like that kind of reminds me of the way Ye speaks, where he says that God uses us as the vessel to pass the message of what he wants us to sh- express to the world. So, for example, uh, Bruce Springsteen got all of these strangers and people coming up to him telling him hey dude we need a solution what are you gonna do about it and he turned to prayer he turned to faith he turned to a higher power and this higher power equipped it um into naturally and organically you know putting a prayer together putting a song together something that he's never done in a prayer form a song in a prayer form so like a higher power guided you into doing that Right. That's crazy. That's cool, man. But like, it, that's interesting because that's out of his element, right? Like, he's never written anything like that. And he resorted it. Well, he handled it in a different way. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about how... I'm not... How I can answer that. Like, it's kind of... Well, obviously, because it's somebody else, right? But I guess what to just really grabbed me was that... That... He's writing from the point of where he's at in that point of his yeah. life, you know, and and to be able to do that and not be taken away, taken out like by ego or by forcing something, thinking like, oh, man, I need to write an anthem or I need to make it as about that. Like it just came out naturally because if you hear the song, it's about it's all these different imagery, but it's about like you're being weighted down. You're like weighted down, right? But it's about it's in the rising, you're trying to come up, in a rising and rising. Yeah. Um, another thing that he talked about 
without saying much more, and other people have talked about this, is they talked about how he was able to grow in his relationship, right? Because he said he started seeing a therapist when he was like 32, right? Mm -hmm. Because he, you know, like he told us, he was, you know, depressed and, you know, he, it was, it was rough, right? So he, um, he said he knew how to do everything else in his life, right? Like just music, that was always like, but he didn't know how to do anything else. He didn't know how to be in relationships and all that because, you know, he was raised in a household where he called his father, his father was his hero, but also his foe. Mm -hmm. because he his father never showed him love he was passive aggressive his father was very like you know later on was diagnosed with like bipolarism all this other stuff right so he said when he was in relationships that he had to imagine it first mm -hmm. imagine being at that point like and I've heard other people talk about this that say for example if you don't know how to love yourself right so you may not know how to treat if you don't love yourself that you don't know how to treat yourself correctly, right? Mm -hmm. So what can you do is like, well, you have to imagine what it would be like to love yourself, right? Because now at least you can get an idea, well, what, what is it to love someone, right? How would I treat myself if I loved myself? You know, what am I gonna put into my body? Mm -hmm. You know, what kind of relationships do I wanna have? How would I wanna spend my time? But it, it's so powerful, that idea, because I have never, Prior, not even just prior to here, but other times I've heard other people talk about this sometime. Mm -hmm. I had never thought about that before, where you have to imagine it. Yeah. As well, because you have to imagine how to be at that point in order to get to it. Yeah, dude. Visualization is probably like one of the main propellers to manifesting what you want, bro. Like, especially vision boards. Like, I was big on vision boards. You know, I need to rekindle my flame with it because if you see something visually, you're going to act on it. You know what I'm saying? So as long as you put your mind to it, I feel that's going to be the proper steps. Because if you can't picture yourself in a specific position or a specific role in life, you're never going to attain it because you never thought about it. You got to, like, that's why I like when, when people say, you know, say how you feel out loud. Because the universe is going to listen. It's going to give you more of a force, more of a, of a trajectory to be able to follow that path. Right? Which is crazy, bro. It's very, there's a huge power when it comes to words, I feel. I'm very big on word selection. I'm very big on visualization. And I feel those are the, the catalyst tools that we need to attain that type of shit, bro. Yeah, because one of my deficiencies, deficiencies and flaws <clears throat> in my life where I've been working on how to get better and that I didn't realize until later what I was doing was when I didn't when I did not commit to like, oh, I want to do this or say it out loud, right? I would just kind of do it, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't be really fully committed because I wouldn't acknowledge it and say what I wanted to do. And I didn't realize I was doing that because I didn't realize why I was doing that. And what I've come to realize why I was doing that and not really acknowledging what I wanted to do was because afraid of failure yeah. because once you tell yourself this is what I want to do then you know exactly if you're failing because you're not doing the things to attain it but if you don't do that then how do you know you're failing right exactly because you're just right. like oh I don't know because you have no measurement because you haven't acknowledged what you want to do and focus on so it, it's, it all comes down to fear mm -hmm. so by saying like no this is what I want to do so this is what I have to do to focus on it and this is what I, the time I need to spend on it 
decide to seek it and everything else that is not worthwhile needs to be sacrificed mm -hmm. because that don't that's truly that's being truly focused on what you want to do but also you know holding yourself accountable way well, i'm not doing the things that i need to do to mm -hmm. do this but it was just wow man because by not doing that you're just basically oh i don't want to admit that i'm failing because you're not ever truly trying yeah, you're just, you're just adding more trauma to your life, bro. You're adding more anxiety to your life. Because from what I'm learning as well, too, bro, like, I have all this anxiety because I'm not accomplishing the goals I want. I'm not putting the energy that I need. Instead, I'm resorting to, like, other things instead, right? So, like, for example, like, when I stopped eating certain food groups, I told Mercy, I was like, I text all my homies that I'm not going to eat meat no more. I told my parents that I'm not going to eat meat no more. And then she told me, she's like, how come are you, why are you telling people? And I told her, I was like, because that's going to make me more responsible. That's going to make me more accountable. It's going to give me more energy to fulfill my goal in life because yeah. more viewers, more people. Maybe that one person that I told is going to be that person to push me a little more. Like, hey, bro, remember what you told me. So if anything, I think it's going to be more positive saying that type of shit out loud. And that's what works for you. That's what works for me. Right, because look yeah. at now, a few years later, no yeah. meat. Two years later. Yeah. No meat. Uh -uh. You know what I mean? Well, except fish. I don't consider fish oh, but meat because the way we, but, we, we yeah, raised. But you, yeah, but you never said I was not going to eat fish. At, what you said, what you committed to not eating, you've come, you've stuck yeah. to. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah man. man. And some people just operate better that way. I'm more about that... I like and I like doing that with specific things, but not with everything, you know, mm -hmm. like for me. I think for me, it's more like, oh, I want to be more silent, but acknowledging it for myself and holding myself accountable. And that what I was I, what I was not doing, you yeah. know, by not acknowledging to myself because I was hiding from myself with that stuff. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. That's just some powerful stuff, man. Absolutely, and man. You sit there, you really think, and you examine yourself. Because yesterday... Lately, I've been watching a lot of TV here and there. And so yesterday, man, I made sure I shut everything off. I listened to the interview and I just kept everything off. And you uh -huh. just want, sometimes I sit there and you're just thinking about things. And it could become kind of heavy, especially if you haven't done it for a while. Mm -hmm. Because you're just there with your thoughts. And you really start examining yourself. And it could be a little eager because you're trying to get to more and more. And that's your mind yourself, man, slow down. There's fucking no rush, man. Mm -hmm. What are you rushing at? And that, that goes hand in hand with how we are anxious, bro. How we rush ourselves. How we rush with the red light. How we drive faster down the street to be at a certain place that we say we're going to be. You know what I'm saying? How we're programmed to be like. And, or not pro, Yeah, programmed, conditioned to be like since the young age. Since school. That's all from school, bro. Being, being woken up quick. You know, eat your breakfast. You're going to miss the bus. Hey, you gotta you gotta run to school now. You're gonna be late. We've been conditioned to be like that, so it's gonna be harder for us to snap out of that. But as long as we have enlightenment, you're identifying that, bro. You're gonna get way better. Cause I'm 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 a work in progress with that. I always sometimes find myself rushing when I shouldn't rush. And same thing, especially when you go through that X-ray scan of your of your life and shit. Don't rush yourself to get there, bro. Yeah, and then therefore that adds stuff like, so say if you're, to use that example, you're rushing down the road and even if you don't have anywhere to, even though there's no reason to rush, right? You can just go pick up some food. Then if someone gets in front of you, then you're like, oh man, they're slowing me down here, the yeah. fuck up, blah, blah, blah. Then you're getting more mad and anxious yeah. and you're blaming others. 
But hey, maybe, maybe that person that got in front of you is giving you the fresh French fries, bro, instead of the stale ass French fries that are under the light, dog. <laughs> it could be, man. Aren't they always all stale, pretty much? Yeah, pretty much, bro. That the shit, uh, fucking peanut oil shit. gotta you know gotta acknowledge the great Jerry Lee Lewis, man. Rest in peace, Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lee Lewis. You know, October he died on the twenty eighth. Oh, recently. Great balls of fire, man. Yeah. All right, the great, the great Jerry Lee Lewis, man. They, uh, I, you know, I went and I saw one of his performances, which is kind of was a black and white performance. He was performing a whole lot of shaking going on. And I was just placing myself at the time period, but with the prism of the modern time, right? So he's sitting with the piano, right? <clears throat> but just standing up. And there's all these people surrounding him on the stage. Like, they're off touching him, right? And then, like, you just see the energy of people. Because think about this, like, early 60s, right? Late 50s, early 60s. And everyone just kind of wants to explode. Because put yourself at that time. Mm-hmm. Where you're really restricted at what you can say, what is good, what is bad. Even you how long hair is considered bad prior to long hair, right? Well, right now we're kind of living in that age. Well, it's even height and now I feel. No, you can't because really then, have no, it was way different, man. Because then, because then, dude, everybody was completely re- restricted and suppressed. Because they're coming from the parents, you know, the parent, the dad that just served from the war, yeah. right? 40s, 50s, and now we're talking about. They consider rock and roll devil music. I'm talking about backwards thinking. Yeah. So it's just all this youth and energy that wants to kind of just explode and you feel it when you're seeing that performance because he's like performing for like eight minutes that same song. He's like, wiggle around just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right? And like, and then him, the reason why I bring him up as well, you know, rest in peace, is, you know, he got blacklisted because what he did, right? Because he, he, he married his 13-year-old second cousin. Mm-hmm. right but it got me in that mindset of like well where did they come from it was it was how he was brought up you know like what our, what our, our grandma marry our grandpa and she was 13 14 mm-hmm. and that's crazy how it's just you're just in the circumstance that you're in Right, and how we deem it and what prism we see things of what is acceptable or not. Of course, we can logically say like no one at 13 should be married because they're not even fully developed. They're young kids. Right. Any rational person can see that, but it's about... Well, but look at, it, look at it the other way. Like we're letting kids that are fucking six years old get a sex change, get hormone blockers. It's even way that's more... Wild, f- no, it's way more... Stuff, it's man. way more fucked up now, bro. Yeah, because a child... That's a child. A child... Cannot make that There's decision. There's a lot of states right that push that already, and then and then now it's to the point where the fucking school district and shit can potentially like take your child away from you. Like anything your child feels, they could just tell the school system. Some schools could actually perform that fucking surgery nowadays, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like it's. All I mean, I don't know. I don't know enough about that to comment on it. So I don't know. I just know just without getting into the political side of it, the idea that a child knows that oh I should have hormone blockers and all that it's like come on it's a condition I don't, I don't, ride, I don't ride with that because I, yeah. I can't even think about what I thought about when I was 12 13 years old yeah, girls go through not fully developed girls go through boy phases bro it's a tomboy phase you know but then nowadays it's like oh that means you like girls you know what I'm saying here's some and then to make a life altering change Dwayne Wade's son at that point you know that's some wild stuff man 
since you brought up great balls of fire, I gotta bring yeah. up fucking takeoff, man. Rest in peace. Dude got murdered on Halloween, bro. One yeah, so what the, happened? One third of the Migos. I saw the video, man. I kind of feel bad for watching the video. Just oh, out of respect for death, man. But but yeah, they're at a they're in Houston, and they're at a dice game. They're shooting dice, and then there was like a scuffle. There was like when a you big say argument. they, it came in the group. Migos, or? yeah, Migos okay. was there, and like a just a few street dudes right there in Houston, you know, just doing their thing, hip hop culture shit. And um, I saw the 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 snippet that. TMZ came out with and you hear Quavo Quavo is the most famous one yeah. Quavo's the one with the cool glasses yeah for sure Liftoff is the one with Cardi B and then Takeoff's the one they got okay and so you can hear Quavo just arguing with some guy about basketball he's like well I ain't arguing arguing with you about no basketball blah 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 and you just hear shots fire damn and Takeoff ended up getting hit in the in the torso and in the head no he died instantly yeah 28 years old Rest in peace, man. That's rough, dude. I didn't read up on it. All than like they just he got killed. Did they catch who did it? Not yet, but they're just, out in Houston. Yeah, but that that just more violence, bro. More violence with hip hop. More violence going on, and and that's what Ye's been talking about. He's like, our music promotes this. You know, it's like a chakra. Kill him. It's like a chakra that we're fucking. Given ourselves and, and we're acting on it, which isn't really, really healthy for anybody in this environment. And also it's like, there's no one responsible for, for pushing this music out. The people behind the scenes that allow these artists to pump this type of music, promote this type of music, sell this type of music. They're the ones not getting in trouble. But the ones that are getting killed are the, the rappers, which sucks, dude. Yeah, but the, the, this, these situations have happened long before. Yeah, it's been they've, happening. They've been long before. Forever. Yeah, so it's 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 just a tragic and awful thing, man. It's just a taking of life. It's a taking of life because of the way we influence to take the life. Because that's the type of music hip hop promotes, and that's the big issue that we're, we're that Kanye's that Ye's trying to change and wake people up about that paradigm shift. If you play the first three hip-hop songs, it's going to be like, fuck you, bitch. I'm going to kill that dude. So that's the type of shit that's always promoted, and that's why people have that environment. They have that mindset. But wouldn't, wouldn't you say, though, the man, like, I mean, I think that's a very simplistic way of putting it. Because I think the way music has evolved in terms of just hip-hop and rap, it's, it's, it's a kaleidoscope of what the music is about. Maybe in the early 90s, it was more focused on that. It's changed a lot. If anything, it's, it's, it's grown with what is being sung in rap music and anything like that, as opposed to it was in the 90s. It's, it's grown from a little bit of less killing to more drug popping, where you see a lot of artists overdose, a lot of artists die, a lot of kids die, scissor, lean, Percocets, you know, all that shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? Why are we promoting that? That's what that's what the big issue is. And it's funny because I saw this post. It's like, how are you going to say RIP to take off if you ain't about wanting to change the landscape of hip hop? Because this is going to continue to happen. This is going to just it's a be bigger, a vicious circle. Because it's not as simple as that, man. One can't say like, oh, you can't say RIP 
to uh, to take off and then I'll be against the whole thing. No, that does, it doesn't work that way. To me, that's just someone trying to have some ridiculous narrative to feed their own thing. Because you can't just put it all into one bowl. You know what I mean? You can't. Because then it's like, be against movies that show violence. Mm-hmm. Be against its expression. Mm-hmm. You know what? I hate when people try to put just some narrow argument to try to fit you in some narrative. No, if you're not with us, you're against us. It's like saying that. Mm-hmm. So whoever said that, stupid. I don't know, man, because it's, it's proven the point. It's a stupid now. argument, I should say. It, it's proven the point because it, it's weird, dude. There's too many people getting murdered. You don't see that shit happening in other genres at all, bro. It's Only tragic. It's awful, man. Only hip hop. It's a setup. It's a setup. They're just pawns on the chessboard, unfortunately, and it's fucked up. People need to wake the fuck up with that. And also, it's like the shit with Kyrie Irving, bro. Like on the drive over here, I got I got the alert. So there was a uh, a uh, let me let me find the perfect word. I screen grabbed it. So they came out with an apology, but it was a. Here's the word right here. A joint statement. Uh-huh. So I heard joint statement on this pop-up. And then uh, because it said uh, the Brooklyn Nets uh, joint statement from Kyrie Irving, the Brooklyn Nets and the Anti-Defamation League. And they came out with like a big old apology talking about how they're going to donate uh, $500,000 each to organizations to work to eradicate hate. But I, I just I don't even know what you're talking about. Can you set me up? Because I don't so, know you're talking about Kyrie or oh, so, so with Kyrie Irving, right? He just posted a just a film. He just posted a film on his Instagram story, right? A film about what? What was the film about? It's just about like what happened in the past, like Hebrews to black people, right? That's what it was okay. called. I'll I'll post the picture on our Instagram post. But he just posted that picture on his Instagram. That's okay. It. So then he plays his game. Plays his game, then it's over, and then he's on the press conference, right? The commentator asks him, hey, what was up with the anti-Semitic video you, you're promoting okay. on your Instagram? Okay. And he's like, I'm not promoting anything. He's like, I'm just sharing, I'm just sharing a movie, that's it. And then he just kept asking him the same shit, and Kyrie got mad and said, he's like, you're just trying to do clickbait right now. You're just trying to get a rise out of me. You're trying to get clickbait. So that ended, right? Then the following day, the following game, mm-hmm. courtside, four, there's like a group of kids, probably like 10 of them, wearing t-shirts that say, stop um, anti-Semitism. Okay. And they got a picture. They happen to get a picture of Kyrie standing right next to all of them. Well, I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm only getting like 5% of the story, man, so I don't know. Because first of all, I don't give a fuck about Kyrie or what anyone really does with their life, you know. So because I no, I mean yeah. like because I'm not because what I'm saying is this. My point is this: is that I'm not like I saw something about him and I was like I don't care because that guy says a lot of dumb shit. I'm not going to talk about this now. I don't know what he did now, but first of all, I don't know what that video was. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of historical video or context it was in, so I can't even comment on it. But I imagine if someone's asking them a question about it, right? Mm-hmm. And then you don't want to answer specifics on it, then you're kind of being ignorant to your, see where you're at in life if you're going to post that. Mm-hmm. If you're a public figure, right, and everyone knows who you are, especially in the basketball world, 
and you're going to post something, you can't claim ignorance because that obviously must be a heavy video or it must represent something historically that mm -hmm. someone's going to ask you about it. Mm -hmm. And then to be like, nah, nah, I just posted for posted. Nah, now you're trying to get clickbait. So now mm -hmm. you're kind of fighting an attack. Well, the way he attacked him, he said, what's up with the anti-Semitic that you posted? Right. And that's why he said, what? So I'm wondering. How is it anti-Semitic? I'm wondering if it is anti-Semitic. I don't know. Because it all depends what it is. I don't know the context or the, but I don't also don't care enough to go check. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. know like from what you're telling me, like if you are Kyrie Irving and you're posting something like that, whatever I mean, it must be, it must be heavy enough or someone's going to ask you about it. Then be ready for the questions. Don't, don't claim mm -hmm. ignorance, you know, just be ready for the questions and own up to it or don't he post said, something. He's like, I'm not promoting that. But anyway, so back to the point with yeah. what, what I was saying, how it's a lot harder to express yourself now. They like to they like to muzzle you, so so when that happened right after that when I got home from the gym yesterday I saw this clip on Instagram uh -huh. of of uh, Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal and they're just fucking talking so much shit about him about talking, Kyrie yeah talking about oh. how Shaq's saying like oh he's not conscious this and that Charles oh. Barkley saying like the Nets should have fined him should have suspended him. And, bro, they're just fucking playing that narrative, bro, so they won't get their wage garnished. So that's they, what it feels like because... Well, I mean, that's a big jump. Reading all the comments, everyone, bro, like, I literally scrolled to five minutes of comments. It's nothing but people saying Kyrie didn't even do anything because well, so he didn't do Without shit. me getting too lost into it, not going off the rails, if Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal are talking about Kyrie, I mean... Shaquille, I mean, Charles Barkley himself is a very intelligent person who doesn't get muzzled and he speaks his mind about everything. Mm -hmm. So right off the bat, without knowing too much, I'm already like leaning like, okay, Kyrie probably did something stupid based on his, his history, things that he does, things that he says, blah, blah, blah. Just from my own experience, you may not agree with it. But seeing both, I'm like, you know what? There's something up here. There's something up here, but I still don't care enough to go check. But... Charles, you may not agree with me, but you can say that he doesn't get muzzled. He speaks his mind, right? Regardless of this idea like, oh, so that garnishes wages, I, don't, I doubt it. Not in this aspect. Not in this aspect. But aren't you always he more like in, about it? Okay. And, well, I mean, like I said, I don't know but enough, what, but I also but wasn't, don't care about but it. But with the Kyrie shit, with yeah. the COVID shit, now that like everything came out, that people that aren't vaccinated have the same rights as people that are vaccinated now. Like, it used to be like, if you're not vaccinated, you got to go through all these protocols, right? So the mm -hmm. FDA ended up updating everything, so we pretty much have the same rights now, right? So Kyrie wasn't wrong about that, and he fought that. He fought that last year, tooth and nail, and he went through so much ridicule, so much shit, and at the end of the year, he was correct. So cool. now I... See, I don't, I don't think... I, I can't agree with you there, man, because that's, that's just trying to support an argument that's not proven is correct. The reason why we're in a better place is because more people got vaccinated no. and er more people did their part to prevent us from spreading it. They said that's not true. Who's they? The fucking people from Pfizer. They said that that was a lie. It wasn't true. What was a lie? That if you get vaccinated, it's going to prevent you from spreading it. I didn't say that. I didn't say that at all. You're taking what I'm saying incorrectly. When you get more of the population to get vaccinated 
it's going to be more preventative and help society as a whole. Mm-hmm. That it's not going to keep spreading in the in that the different variants are going to keep growing with that. I'm not saying, no, this, this is true. I'm not saying like, oh, you're not going to get it. I'm vaccinated and yeah, I got yeah, it. Yeah. What I'm saying is that the more population people get it, you're more under control where it's not going to spread or get worse. That, so to say that he was right, he was right about what? He not was even saying right he was about, about what? that fight. About that fight, about not getting vaxxed. Because he's safe. He's right he's about fine. not getting vaxxed. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, and no, they he's blackballed what you're saying. him with that. He's right about not getting vaxxed. He's right that he didn't get vaxxed. Yeah. But what's he right about? You're not seeing what he's right because about. Because they try to force him. But now that the FDA updated all this shit, he was actually Yeah, because right. the rest of the population did all the heavy lifting. He just sat back and got a paycheck and missed half the he season. He didn't get a paycheck. He missed half his paycheck. Right? But the thing is, like, he didn't contribute to society. How did he not contribute to society? He donated to all the people that lost. In that terms lost of their this, jobs, I'm not talking about the old. Lost their jobs. In terms of this, when you're saying that, oh, he was right. He was right about nothing. No, he's not right about what. I don't know what you're saying. What he's right about? He was right about that argument. He's right that he didn't get vaccinated. That's what I'm saying. No, no. Listen to my words. He's only correct that he didn't get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Not that it was the right decision. Yeah. But the fact that he didn't do it. Yeah. We know. We're not arguing. You didn't do it. Yeah. What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. But that's what I'm saying. Like, he went through that uh-huh. and he was the victor out of that. He's still in the NBA, right? They never, gonna told be, me, they never told me he was going to get this out of the NBA. This is going to be part two of the second W, bro. Like, it's crazy the way shit's going, dog. There's nothing like, crazy about it, man. History just repeats itself, dude. Like, to you, it may seem fresh, man, but it's, there's nothing fresh about this. There's nothing new about this. It's just a different there's name. There's nothing new about no, it? No, it's just a different... When you're saying that people get muscle now, you're completely incorrect. With the red people, media? People are more... Dude, how many social networks out there where you could express your position? Now, now, you, and now you could express it on Twitter? There's been going, you could express your opinion on everything. No, you, you can't. got emails. You got yeah, your own videos. You could post them. You could do YouTube. Not on you YouTube. can't get muscled. Anyone could be a, oh, I'm, a, I'm talking out loud. Mm-hmm. When I was in high school, you couldn't. There's only yeah. one press. Like, I mean, not one press, but meaning there's newspapers, there's magazines. There was any that you could easily be controlled. Now, you, it's completely wrong. You cannot be muzzled. You could say whatever the hell you want and then retract it and then take time. Let me think of how I really want to say this before I post this. You could take a week so before gay, you decide. So gay wasn't muzzled? We I hear him more than I hear him more than the president so speaking. So, so he no he's get, not muzzled. So he didn't get he didn't get kicked out of Instagram? He didn't get kicked out of Isn't he on Instagram right now? Yeah, he got kicked out there for thirty days. Yeah, wasn't he, he, so but that's he, not a is he not? That's not a social doesn't fishing, he, as he doesn't said. He, can he post stuff on his own website if he wanted to? Absolutely. So how's that being muscle? No, not necessarily. So oh, he, he doesn't to, have his own website. So when you listen to like what Top G did, right? Um, our boy Andrew Tate, mm-hmm. the top gangster. When he got fucking muzzled and he fucking got canceled culture, he couldn't use Uber. He couldn't use Facebook. He couldn't use Grubhub. He couldn't use none of that shit, bro. So they literally blacklist you on a lot of different Well, first things. of all, let's go back to the Kanye real quick. Um, he doesn't have his own website. He can't post his own thoughts and ideas in his own website. He, he could potentially do that, but no, I'm talking about the ones just, just where they're yes, preventing he he him. He Instagram. Meaning he, he says the he's J not muscled. He, he said sit. the J word and he got muzzled. But that's muzzled. a private company. He got muzzled. But that's a private company. He, muzzled, he No, but you're saying like, oh, they're blocking their bro. censoring shit. You guys are just, you're just trying to make, oh, like create your own Vietnam. 
make him to sound hero. Yeah, Bullshit. Bro, I want no. to be free. He is, he is free. Be free, baby. He is completely we gotta free. Save the hip hop Your culture, idea bro. of freedom, you should see what slavery is Take to really understand up, what freedom is. There's nothing that's not free about Ye, man. He's mm -hmm. completely free. Mm -hmm. It's just him playing the victim and you buying into it. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're Muslim. Man, shut up. You have your own website. You can post whatever you want. Mm -hmm. No one's muscling you. If they kick you out of a private thing because you do say anti-Semitic and 100%, like I said before, that was completely anti-Semitic what he did. To protect yourself is anti-Semitic. Okay. No, he, he's calling death calling. So now look, now look at the <laughs> What's correlation up? with Kyrie, bro. It's so funny, dog. It's so funny. Wait, hold on. Ky okay, here's real quick. Kyrie is a Kanye fan, right? He mm -hmm. supports him. I'm trying to see the connection here. Kyrie, so if he didn't support Kanye, he, he probably wouldn't post, be talking about He just posts one picture and they call it anti-Semitic. Once again, I don't know what that picture is. Uh, I don't know what it is, nor I care because to yeah. me he's not. He might have gone to Duke, but the yeah. shit that he does and says is pretty, pretty dumb. What did, what did he say and do that really bothers you since he said he says dumb shit? Oh, man. Oh, I'm a flat earther. That's one. That was a joke. Yeah, later he retracted after people jumped on him. Okay. Sure. And to what me, else? that's enough. So just that, all right. Enough because I don't put that much attention because I'm not going to sit there and bookmark everything. I just know for the last year and a half or two years, he has said some stuff, but I, it's not enough in my life to be like, oh, I need to remember that but because like, one day I'm going to talk about it in a podcast. Up, like but, I'm under the court of but, law. But it's cool for you to like listen to Howard Stern who's done blackface and shit for like what do you hours. Mean, what do you mean by blackface? Because he did blackface, Howard Stern. So what it's like mean? he painted his face black for okay. a fucking role. So, but anyway, so it's like cool to like, so I'm going to listen to Howard Stern, but like I'm right. going to call Kyrie a fucking dumbass. Yeah. Come on, bro. Absolutely. 100%. Come on, bro. One's 100%. a picture. One's a picture and one's face paint, dog. Who's really oppressing who? Who? who yeah. Tell me. I don't know. You're, you throw a lot of stuff out there, but you have no support. What do you mean oppressing who? Who's being oppressed? I feel like Ye and Kyrie and people that are talking about this agenda right now are being oppressed by Jewish people. By the media, by the red media, because well, you want you want to be careful how you state things, man, because now you're kind of repeating that same rhetoric. Where well, you're I'm saying, I'm answering your question. You're saying you're saying when you're calling the whole people, man, it's me. Bible said all the white people are controlling me, or all of Mexicans are controlling yeah. me, or all black people are controlling me. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous, man. Look at that's that's, that's a racist on. thing to be like all Jewish people. What you said, all Jewish people. You said like what you're saying, what they're stating. Yeah, that's what they said. They're yeah, all Yeah, it's, it's anti-Semitic. It's Jewish. like if I say like, all Mexicans are controlling me. Really? Mm -hmm. That's so not racist? So, so there's a there's a video with uh -huh. Ice Cube. Yeah. They were calling, they were calling him anti-Semitic because of the song No Vaseline. Because he talks about... A song about, that he did in 91. Because he, hold up, because he talks about Helen Keller. What's his name? Keller, the dude that, that was his manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was being interviewed by the news reporter lady. Recently? And she, no, this was in the 90s when no Vaseline came Oh, out. okay. So he was being interviewed by a lady and she's like, why are you using anti-Semitic? He's like, I wouldn't say it's anti-Semitic. And she's like, then why are you saying he's Jewish? And he's like, because he's Jewish. He's like, right. if if a young black kid gets murdered and you guys can't identify him, you guys are going to say he's a young black male. Right. So what's the difference between saying it's a Jewish person? Oh, it's very easy for me to answer that to you. Because... Ice Cube mentioned this person my name specifically mm -hmm. and said this is so it's like if I said Renato you know Mexican American right or Renato American Mexican sent, but I'm naming you by name that's what Lex Friedman called out Yeon right mm -hmm. he's out call them by name and then they're Jewish and say they're Jewish 
all you're doing, yay, is you're hiding behind and saying all Jewish people. Mm-hmm. So don't you see the distinction there? There's a huge distinction. I see named this individual by name and said what he was. Yeah, he's not doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he puts those things, he's just talking about Jewish people, Jewish people. That's a, you, you don't see the difference there? It's a huge difference. Mm. That's, that's my answer. Because um, if you look at all the media outlets, like the top 100 companies, like 98% of them are I Jewish. Know. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I have no clue, man, because this is the way I view my life right now, man is that I have my own struggles. I have my own focuses. Mm-hmm. I have enough things that I want to improve and get better on, mm-hmm. which already is an undertaking <clears throat> on itself. Why am I going to try to go outside of myself to try to figure out what the world's problems are? Mm-hmm. Like, I give a fuck about someone worrying about their contracts. This is my judge duty. Well, I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you. Like... I mean, I could give a fuck if he's complaining about contracts. Well, didn't he run a label? And didn't he fuck people over? And didn't he not pay big shots supposedly he millions? Get over. He was just the head of good music. Yeah, but is it the his way they put it? Label? No, and he didn't run it. And isn't big shots say that he sold millions by him? He didn't run well, it. Well, it's real easy to yeah. hide behind your own label and say that. Mm-hmm. But yet, he's very easy to point the finger at other stuff. I'm just using very clear examples of what is very of contradictory what of what he. No, this. Did he not have his label? Did he not sign Big Sean? It wasn't his it, label. Well, he, he was under. He, under. he discovered Big right. Sean. Yes. So my point is, he this, didn't know my Sean. point is, this is like going back to my point is that I have my own focuses and things that I need to focus on. That why am I going to? Ex- I think I've expanded more energy talking about other people's struggles during this podcast than I ever have in my life because mm-hmm. I'm more interested to talk about you and me what we're thinking about how we're trying to improve and do that. But as of late, which is fine because we talk openly here, we're, we keep bringing up the, talking about Ye's problems. Mm. Ye, like, dude, that guy doesn't know who that's I am. That's my interest, bro. Right, but like, I'm saying, I'm saying that's fine. And it's Bomber, fine. Just Judy, like, I'm Yeah, but I'm not trying that. to, they're not, I'm not saying there's a distinction because I'm like, oh, Just Judy has problems. Let's go fix those problems. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about, oh, I'm being entertained by it. Yeah. Or how Bruce Springsteen is inspiring in terms of like, he was, and I, and I had attributed to like being present mm-hmm. and then being creative. Like, I'm not taking up in arms to be like, oh, I'm going to go stand behind yay and let me fight these problems. And I'm not saying you're doing that. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is that my focus is like, okay, how can I improve my life before I try to solve the world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even though, and I think he's misguided with a lot of stuff because mm-hmm. I can, and maybe I think it that way because I'm nowhere near where he's at with his life. Mm-hmm. All he talks about is how, how, how much of a billionaire he is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So life ain't that bad in terms of compared to like your everyday struggles. Is mm-hmm. he going to pay your mortgage if something goes wrong? No, right? Is he going to pay my rent or pay a bill for me if something goes wrong? So why am I going to put time and energy into someone that doesn't know I exist? Mm-hmm. In terms of that, like worrying about their problems, carrying that weight. Mm-hmm. It's different when you get inspired Right by some inspiration, bro. It's a paradigm shift. He's standing in front of the tank by himself right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like you don't. Well, I find it inspiring. Good. Like for me, I find it inspiring because he's standing up to the bully. He's actually speaking for the whole culture, and he doesn't give a fuck if he's being fucking spat on, looked at a certain type of way. He's actually seeing who's really down for him, bro. That's why when you're the only person on your island. People are going to think you're crazy, but maybe the people around you are crazy. 
And that's why I take a lot of inspiration from it. I always struggled as a, as a person um, with boundaries, putting a boundary on things. That's why Mercy and I are really big with my son not having to share if he doesn't want to share. Because that's your shit. You don't got to fucking share that shit. I worked hard for it. You worked hard for it. You don't got to loan out that movie. You don't got to loan out that PS5 if you don't want to. So I'm already equipping my son with that knowledge. So I always struggle with boundaries. And I always struggled with expressing myself to how I really feel. Because I've always thought differently to the point where I can't really express myself because people are going to think I'm crazy. People are going to be like, why do you think like that? How do you remember that? Why do you remember this? So when I see yay, those are little personality traits that I want to be better at. So when I see him showcase this in front of people, not giving a fuck about fucking the way he said it, having a social lynching, he doesn't care and he's still doing it. That's what I take a lot of inspiration for. I'm more, I'm more for people that are against the grain. Because I've always been, I always felt that I was different. Like you said, we're first generation. I look white. My first language was Spanish. You know, I had, I had long hair. People thought I was a girl when I was a boy. So it was, it was always the polar opposite for me with everything. Growing up a Bulls fan when everyone liked the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? So I always liked everything different. So I'm, I'm always, I'm always used to being the outsider. So whenever I see transcendent personalities like him, like Kyrie, that actually say something that makes sense that no one's talking about, that no one is talking about, I'm going to be perking my ears up even more, bro. Dude, and I'm all for it. Um, standing on your own two feet and kind of and standing behind what you believe in. But the same thing you're expressing, I see it completely different with these two individuals. Yeah, it's different perspectives, bro. Like, right. Like so for that, me, that's like, where that's where we're, where we see yeah, differently. Absolutely. Right? Like me, I wouldn't listen to fucking Howard Stern. He's a piece of shit. You know. Well, you're. It's it, but it's no coincidence that you're saying that more about him now because Ye was talking shit about. Well, him. he said it so because he's he against said, Ye. He was talking shit. Know? He was talking shit about me. He was talking shit about people that aren't vaccinated. Yeah, he was talking. Sh- he was talking shit about me. So why am I gonna fuck with somebody who's fear mongering and saying shit like that? It's not just because of Ye. It's because of that. He attacked me as a but person. But hasn't been more presently because Ye talked about him a lot on Lex Friedman. So it was very fairly recent where he's like vocal against Howard Stern. His so now his name his name surfaced. So that's why we're talking about him. Right. But to be honest with you, look up what he said about people that aren't vaccinated. That's the reason why I don't like him. Oh, there's a lot of people that I. Just that I, I'll give you an example, right? Where were you and I differ in this sense, and just in the present sense, of, in this aspect. Um, so, for example, it seems like to me, and I could be wrong, if someone speaks negatively about Ye and Amita, then they're suddenly your enemies too, right? For me, it's not like that at all, because to me, if I'm supporting free speech and I'm supporting free thought, you may be against something that I like, but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I'm going to dislike you. Yeah. That's why I said because you know me, I've always written hard for Bruce Springsteen and I've always listened to Howard Stern back in the day when he was terrestrial radio and when yeah. he was talking shit about Bruce Springsteen, I was like, ooh, okay. But I wasn't like, fuck Howard Stern. F this guy. He's against Bruce Springsteen and for the wrong reasons. You know, to me, it's like, hey man, I have an open mind about it. Someone has that perspective on it. So if, for the people that are against vaccinations, I'm not F them. Yeah. So when you're saying Howard Stern's talking shit about you because he said bad about people that don't get vaccinated, I'm just the opposite. You take it very personally. You're like, you're not with me, then you're against me, almost. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to put words in your mouth. 
But if someone that's against vaccination, I have plenty of friends of He's mine. He's part of the media, I have, bro. I have, that's how I feel. I have plenty it. of friends of mine that are against vaccinated. Yeah. They're still my friends. And yeah. I'm not against them. Or people that have talked shit about people that are vaccinated. And I'm like, whatever. I don't say F them. That's their own freedom to think that. And I'm open to that. Yeah. I'm not in fear of their thought that I have to be like, fuck them. Yeah, but when you're fucking telling people that aren't vaccinated, you should never go to a hospital. And you're not allowed in a hospital. And you just keep pushing this agenda. Mm-hmm. Why am I going to fuck with someone that is just shunning people like me. I'm not saying fuck with them. That's because saying, you don't have to don't see if they're in support them. I don't, but I don't support them. I don't, I don't even, dude, I'm talking about, this is the first time I bring them up because you brought them up with the Bruce right. Springsteen thing. Right, right. And then I answered your question. I don't fuck with them because of those comments. And that was literally like in 2019 when he said it. Yeah, barely yeah, brought yeah, him yeah, up. Yeah, pandemic, absolutely. Yeah, barely brought him up. You know, I used to watch Howard Stern on E, bro, because that was the only time well, I, could, kid. I yeah. could potentially see nudity. Yeah, it was all blurred out. It would have out. a black bar. It, it was all blurred out, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was pixelated. Yeah, so like, I grew up on Howard Stern, bro. I remember watching Private Parts. There's a story I wanted to bring up to kind of just get off this topic, and I wanted to, I actually did bring it up. So He was so, dope back then. So we went, oh, to talk about that, thank you. And I do want to get into that real quick. And this is separate, like... They even touched on this in the interview. They talked about change, right? Who? What interview? The one I just mentioned, Howard Stern and Bruce oh. Springsteen, right? Mm. They talked about change, right? And like we talked about this before, with that one of the reasons why I've always gravitated towards Bruce Springsteen music is because his evolution. It was like he went from like singer-songwriter, only like 100 words a minute, to like about finding a journey, getting better, escaping. But then it was about like, okay, Facing, facing your problems in your world, you know, things that happen and you lose your job, you get divorced, you're like real, real household problems, right? And then become, and then became kind of little problems with the, with the economy, problems with the world. And, and he evolved with his age, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like the way you talked about the trajectory of, of, of Ye, right? Where he's, he's evolved. He's not making the same fucking song, right? And we applaud that. Well, you and I applaud that, right? Change, evolving, having that conversation, right, with with your audience. And it's crazy because I talked to two people today, right, and I told them about the interview, and they both say, "Man, Howard Stern's not the same anymore. He sucks now, right?" And it's just me. I just laugh because it's like I had never seen it that way. Two was like, "Dude, this guy, guy who what? Because he's not talking shit all the time now. Why? Because he's." Seek therapy because he was unhappy and he needed to become a better person and evolve and get better and got better in his place in life and focused on other things. Yeah. He changed his mind about things. But people said it's like, no, I want him to be old, yeah. You know, I want to be old Kanye, mm-hmm. old Howard. And this idea is like, and to me, I'm glad that I don't that I may have a lot of deficiencies, but I don't have a deficiency in that where mm-hmm. I don't see that. To me, it's like, how do you not clearly see? Like some people change and evolve. And it's funny because they talked about it in their interview too. People were like, oh, why aren't you the same as you used to be? He's like, I've changed. How come you haven't changed as a human being? You want me to be the same person? How ridiculous is that? Yeah. You know, me and you always talk about that. Because don't you see that? You experience that where people like still act or feel the same about certain things. And you're like, damn. Yeah, haven't you like done what, any what introspection? About, like what they think about or what they conversate about. I see it mostly with that. So it's like, you know, a person's growth when... All they wanted to conversate about is other people, not about like what we could work on together, move the needle forward. So that's typically where I see the growth with people, like what their conversations are based off of. 
Well, because what does Conor, even though I think he quoted someone, but what did Conor McGregor say? Uh, people, well, I forget, but someone else said it prior, and I'm probably butchering it, but it's like successful people talk about things and less successful talk about other people or something like that. Yeah. I forget, I butchered something it. Something in that context. But there's no, so sorry, just to kind of get into this, I wanted to talk about this. So we just went to Disneyland, California Adventure, right? Mm hmm. And it was a great time to hang with, uh, my nephew and Sage and you guys, right? It was incredible. Um, but it made me think about this thought later, man, or the following day. So when we lived in L.A., this before you were born, um, this story that I'm going to say, our, my uncle, our uncle, right, he lived in Pomona, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a distance from a part of L.A. where we grew up. And we had to take the bus, right? So it'd be... A father, be our father, mother, Christian, myself. We were young kids, right? We were probably, I was probably seven. He was nine, or you know, maybe eight, and I was six. Whatever, five years old. We used to come here, here and there. And he is our brother's godfather, to boot, right? On top of that, he's the godfather, and mm -hmm. me, you know, I thank God every day that I'm Ezekiel's godfather. So thank you and mercy again for that, man. Because I take that serious, mm. and it's and it's and it's you wear with a badge of honor, you know, mm -hmm. and you wear with pride, and you you make sure you you live it right. And um, I can't help but get emotional when I think about Zeke or I see the postings you guys put, and mm -hmm. I see his joy and everything, right? So one of the things that pulls out my heart, so I think, and that memory came to me, was that, dude, we used to have to take the bus back home. We would visit with them, right? We wouldn't even stay the night. And then we'd walk down the street to the gas station, four of us, to hop on the bus and take that 90-minute ride home. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, how can someone, a family member... Yeah, he's a piece of shit, bro. Not even be like, oh, let me drive you guys back. Yeah, the one that dropped the VCR, I know. Oh, and me, especially man. your own godson. You know, he's like your godfather. Chris is. Mm. He's Chris's godfather. Yeah. To not even, I couldn't imagine. No, what I even want to imagine, being something like that, bro. But no, to go take the bus and not even a bus ride home. But he's always been like that. Even at my at our at our uh, when our cousin Ruby got married, you were there, right, at Bakersfield. Yep. Right there. He didn't want to. He didn't want to take a picture with my mom's. And mom's just fucking started crying. Yeah, and I told her, man, fuck that guy, man. He's, he's a bitch, bro. I don't fuck with that fool. But but yeah, I know that that's how I remember when my dad told me like I brought a I bought a brand new VCR and he accidentally dropped it, and that's how like oh no it was, he didn't accidentally drop it. It was a dude. It was a beautiful VCR that we that was like one of a kind, man. It was a, a beautiful one, man. And it made me think about so I started questioning things. Like I'm like, is it a culture thing? I'm like, no. Yeah. To me, it's an individual thing because if it was a culture thing then I would be the same way so it's about the individual and how you view things and your own trauma and how you're hurt so then you're taking it out on others without realizing or not having the introspective to change as a human being I don't know man because I always felt that that it's a culture thing bro I know my culture is very deep rooted in jealousy dude we're a very jealous culture and I fucking hate that like the the story my mentor Paul taught me, bro. The 
The Latin craft story is the realest shit ever, bro. We hold each other back. And we don't even fucking know it because we're so fucking conditioned into that type of culture. Like when I was going to buy my home, my my brother Chris was like very fearful in me buying it. Like, hey, are you sure you want to buy it? Talk to him first. Talk to this person. Like putting all this fear on me. Why? He's, he thinks he's looking out for me. But if I would have listened to him in retrospect, that shit would have fucked me over. Now that the way the... The economy is, the way the interest rates are. I will never be able to get the fuck out of my parents' house. See, I think the culture is a layer, right, that could play into But it, to me, it all comes down to the individual and your own experience of what you thought and how you've gone about to uncover more of yourself to know, well, mm-hmm. why do I think that way? It has and to be why good. do I see this way? And why am I reacting? Let me let me think. Maybe this is a better choice to do this. That's why I don't just put a blanket on me like, oh, it's a culture thing. No. I think it's a layer and it plays a role, but it's in the individual and their own personal experience in their life. Yeah. Well, it takes that individual to be in line, right? Like you said. 100%. Ident- identifying yeah. that. But that's, yeah. He's that individual for the hip-hop culture. That's Kyrie. He's that individual for the NBA culture. You know what I'm saying? So if my dad would have spoke up and spoke to our uncle in that manner, like, hey, he would have been able to like help him right there and nip it in the butt. It would have just ended right there and no longer happening over and over. Instead of putting my trauma inside of me, if you don't address your, this is a quote I made up, if you don't address your inner drama, it'll turn into trauma. So I wonder if my dad or my mom ever told him, hey, how come you never drop us off? Or you know what? Me and my wifey will take the bus, take my kids. You got two seats in the back. You know what I'm saying? So was that conversation had? You know what I'm saying? So that's what I think about too, bro. Because sometimes we pride machismo plays a huge part in our Mexican culture that prevents us from having a conversation to get better. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to tell him what it is. This is his house. I don't give a fuck if this is your house. If you're going to disrespect me, we're going to talk. And that's yeah. the way we need to address shit more. I don't. I feel like it, it was harder back then for our family to do it, but like when we came around, I think like you said, you guys were able to soften our parents more, and they yeah, were absolutely. open to a new idea, a right. new lens of life instead of like just working, working, working. But like seeing their kids grow up, seeing their kids' values, they were able to see what the real world was, not just fucking work to get a roof for you guys. They didn't got. They didn't have time to do that shit. They didn't have time to self-reflect. Yeah, man. So it's just it's just one of those things where it always comes down to the individual and your own journey. But every circumstance is different because yeah. does that individual have kind of the tools to be able to do that? And are you in a position where you're able to have that retro, retro, uh, retrospection? And also, yeah. are you going to do? Because I'm I don't like excuses. But I'm open to the idea of like making sure like, hey, be open to understand other people's struggles. Absolutely. You know, because I think Bob Dylan said that. He said, his father told him that like, hey, everyone out there is fighting a hard battle. You don't know what they're, what they're fighting, you know? Yeah. Everyone's got a tough time. But next Tuesday, bro, mm-hmm. um, check out that booklet you got and read up on the props, bro. So you I'll, read, vote, I'll be man. reading this weekend so I can go, so I can go vote for sure. So man. there's one that, that's crazy, dog. The, 
the Prop 29, uh-huh. that's the dialysis one. This okay. is the, the third time, bro. It's been on the... Yeah, to, to shut down the, more clinics, right? No, it's just to add an additional employee. But okay. like, it's crazy because it was on 2018, then it was on 2020. Now it's on 2022 again, bro. So it's kind of crazy seeing the same shit. Oh, yeah, it's relentless, man. Three times in a row. But it's cool seeing like the the propositions with gambling. So like one, it it's prop... 28 bro so if they pass prop 28 because mm-hmm. i used to go to like morongo and shit when because right because when you're 18 the two cool things to do is the three cool things to do is go to hookah bar the strip club or the casino dog so we would always go to morongo but those type of indian resorts yeah you aren't allowed to play a roulette and you aren't allowed to play craps and those are my favorite games to play those also have the better odds of winning they're the funniest games, yeah, and better yeah. odds of winning. Correct. So if that gets passed, they're going to be at the Indian Resorts, bro. So that will be so lit, Well, I'll read, I'll read up on the propositions for sure before because I already passed the time where I can't vote by mail, so I have to go in person. But since but since Halloween passed, I want to give you two things, bro. What's up? Moment. Tell me. Give you got to peep the movie Cur- The Cursed. Okay. It's with the dope-ass dude from Nauticals, the pretty, wi- pretty it's boy, called, white boy. It's called The Cursed. Because I think I've added it to my list. Yeah, The Curse. It's amazing. Hulu. The, yeah, the, the white guy from Nauticals, um, our boyfriend Game of Thrones, his... Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Him. The, na- the narrator. He's the main guy. Dude, it's amazing. And then okay. also um, on Hulu too, Simpsons Treehouse of Horror 33, my year, right? Okay. Up. So 33rd year. Bro, I haven't seen Simpsons in like years. Right. I revisited Treehouse of Horrors in years. This one they did was amazing. They, they redid... The Babadook, the movie I love. And I still haven't seen that because I was yeah, scared to see it. that now. Oh my God, you got to watch it. I was supernatural then, movies, yeah. And then the second one is Death Note. Have you ever seen Death Note? No, it's, well, very, it's the anime and I started watching Leo, but it was too car- It was like I saw the movie a little bit and I was like, I'm good. The movie's whatever. I just watched it because our boy Lakeith the character, like The character looked crazy. But though. they do Death Note on The Simpsons as well. Bro, that was one of the best. Okay, I'll check that out for sure. Of horrors, you're going to dig it, dog. But do you got to put my quote? No man, hit us, hit us with it, hit us with it, hit us with it. I got, I got one right here. Let me pull it up. So, who controls the past controls the future. Who controls the present controls the past. George Orwell. Yeah, I think I might have read that in the past. Yeah, that's nineteen eighty four, right? Yes, sir. I gotta read that book, bro. I mean, it's hard not to give it a political spin considering a lot of his stuff was commenting on, on on political things, you know? So is it just like history? Who controls the history? Yep. And they're the ones that, the, that you know, that dictates the future and it keeps kind of like perpetuating. The history is written by the victors, yeah, pretty much. That's you, why do, you get, do you get other things from it yourself or other thoughts about it yourself that you think of? Yeah, that, that's what I think about. So, like, whoever won the, the battle is going to tell the kids the future. Like, hey, this is the way the world worked because right. we won it. But, yeah, that's crazy because he wrote it in 1948 and it's 1984. He's a genius, bro. I'm telling you, man, it's, it, these thoughts, these ideas are not new, man. They've been around for a long fucking time, man. Oh, yeah, we in that age. Well, take us out, baby. For sure. Thank you, everybody, for liking, listening, subscribing. Don't forget, be your biggest fan. Leave with love. Undeniable perception, we out. Stay up, up, up.